The year is 1984. I'm Dave. I'm Zach. And this is My Marvelous Year. Variant cover. Hello and welcome to My Marvelous Year 1984 Variant Cover Episode Part A. This is the first variant cover for the year of 1984. We are reading Marvel Comics from its origins to today. We are currently in the calendar year 1984 reading through Marvel Comics. We have covered two parts, including Secret Wars in Part 2, Marvel's first big mega perfect event of many, of many perfect events to come. And I'm Dave. I'm the founder and editor-in-chief of ComicBookHerald.com. I am joined today by a man. Mm-hmm. A man I like to call... Mm-hmm. You know what I was thinking today, actually? But you had I nothing, was thinking today... You had nothing for this episode. <laughs> prepared. <laughs> I was thinking a lot about this episode, and I was preparing really, really hard. Mm-hmm. And one thing I was thinking was, you know what I like about you, Zach? Oh, uh, No. Genuinely, me, ne- no, no me neither. But I was also, <laughs> I was also thinking that you do a great job hmm. creating uh, social aspects for the My Marvelous Year community that I would never have on my own. So hmm. he's the reason that cool things like the My Marvelous Year Slack channel exist. That oh, the oh, book oh. club, the non, we got a book club within the comics reading club. <laughs> I love that's wild. I love the joke of like when I'm like I, I tell somebody like, hey, you should come join the book club. We just started one. They're like. Uh, but the My Marvelous Year Club is a book club. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, this yeah. is a, like a real book club. Yeah, no, this is right. totally like an informal thing. But if you want to join the Slack, we're doing a book club. Uh, it's fun. We read Percy Jackson it's... and the Three Body Body Problem. Uh, yeah. And uh, we're about to start a new book. So. Yeah, it, it's quite, quite fun. Um, but we are also going to specifically talk about the comics. I will say, though, if you're if you're a part of the Slack and you're supporting us over on Patreon.com slash My Marvelous Year, thanks to those of you who do so. Um the book that we're reading, The Three-Body Problem, sci-fi, uh, relatively recent. I think it was 2008 it was published. Um, a lot of, like, comics connections that I'm finding, oh, act, which is, you know, partially just how my brain works. Yeah. But uh, yeah. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's here's what I'm going to say. No one has published, and I checked, the did Jonathan Hickman read The Three-Body Problem before he started his comics career essay. And I might I might have one in the works because I'm feeling a lot of crossover. Mm. I'm feeling a lot of themes and sci-fi elements get applied. Um, but, again, that is just how my brain works. Uh, also getting a lot of Ozymandias from Watchmen in this book, and I yeah, won't say any more sure. than that. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think that's intentional. Yeah, good book. Um, so we talk about comic books here in this podcast, Typically. reportedly. Um, and uh, we just covered the beginning of 1984. We did some... Alpha Flight? Was Alpha Flight 1984? I don't know. It's been a blur. Secret Wars was the big thing covered secret wars i think uh the club generally was okay to meh on it <laughs> um what there, there no. are a few people who liked it as i don't think anyone likes it as much as you i think i think that's fair well, to say i mean I that's a that's a high bar to set but i i'm just uh, you're basing this off of people who are participating mm-hmm. in the my marvel of the show oh, select. You're t- i'm you're basing this off majority. of sentiment yeah. and and just kind of the feel the vibe i'm getting for because here's the thing too is like you know there are listeners who participate in the Slack, and they're they're typically nice and all, um, and I respect them. I do, but there's a lot of listeners who aren't in there, and they're great too. And you know what all of them are saying with a, with arms raised to the sky, hmm. saying "Give me more Secret Wars." That was incredible. Good pick, Dave. <laughs> all That's right, well, what pe- they're people in the chat for uh, Twitch stream are disagreeing with me. They love it, so I, I love that they love it so much yeah, that they're good. gonna shovel down like eighty horrible issues of secret wars 2 to prove some point <laughs> see a lot of secret wars 2 is is kind of jim shooter's ultimate prank uh so that that's the other thing we read so far in this publication year is uh we read the jim shooter written dazzler the original graphic novel was probably the most memorable thing from part one <laughs> oh, um, yes, but yes, yes. jim shooter's eternal prank is crafting this perfect piece of 
pros in Secret Wars number one. Twelve issues of literary astonishing genius. And then you get ready and you say Secret Wars two, baby, let's go. I'm gonna more tie-ins, more comics, more characters. That's what I want. I want more of this. And then you start to read it. And oh boy, oh boy. To those of you uh, who have vowed to do the entire event, including all the crossovers, um, I I have literally tried twice and I've never made it. I've never made it to the end, and I don't expect that I ever will. <laughs> it's so I, <laughs> not I for mean, lack of trying. I, I, actually, I have a topic I want to bring up later, but that kind of ties into this. So let, let's put a pin in completionist reading because <laughs> I, I do want to talk about that. Um, okay. So we have a uh, we have a question here from one of our listeners, Peter Parsons, a usual. In the while you're while you're pulling he's, that, he's, I do want to say Secret Wars Two will be read in 1985. Mm. That is the last part of 1985. So don't worry, we are going to talk about that. You know, in in earnest. Not all the all right, What's not all question? the tie-ins, but yeah, Peter, who uh, A.K.A. the Colossal Chick Man, who very kindly is uh, is participating in these, still writing us questions despite the fact that he's like years behind in the club. So. Peter, we Peter has basically he basically gets a producer credit yeah, for every on the my covers, marvelous year yeah. variant cover uh, for giving us questions yep. and and topics. Yep, yep. Um, he writes two questions, and this first one just <laughs> this first one cracks me up. I've been recently picking back up on back up completing the defenders portion of the Slack recommendations. So for people that don't okay. know what that is in the Slack, we have like a, a spreadsheet that the listeners are working on for like stuff that's not in my marvelous year they're filling out like i'm reading everything that claremont has written and i'm documenting like what's interesting what's not i think shang chi is on there defenders like they're going through and yeah it's really cool i like it a lot yeah, it's neat uh he's been completing the defenders portion of the slack recommendations after which i intend to keep defenders and doc strange up to date as i read dave has the club made you proud with this endeavor <laughs> that's the best question ever been asked. well i think i i think i kind of started at answering um yeah it's it's definitely one of the coolest things i've seen come out of uh come out of the my marvelous year club is is people banding together and putting together their own recommended reading lists um as they work through comics outside the list that's so awesome and it's definitely something that uh, when I have time, I, I want to go and check out and reference and see how it matches up to my own, um, you know, probably stuff I've posted on Comic Book Herald. So, sure. yeah, it's it's awesome. I love it. Um, I, I love anything about the My Marvelous Year actually bringing fans together yeah. to, to yeah, talk yeah. about and catalog their own journeys because that's a really cool thing that I never thought would be happening with Comic Book Herald, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, just this, you know, just my, like, my attempt to have a corner of the internet that I could control and, and write, you know, <laughs> like the beyonder. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like a place where uh, I could slay all my enemies. No, no. Um, yeah. It's, I never thought there'd be like this, this thing of people actually getting together and creating community. And it's yeah. a, so positive. It's such a positive. Community. Oh it's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's great. So yes. Uh, he continues, would either of you consider integrating this document into MMY resources for non-slackers or even Comic Book Herald? Shout out to my fellow slackers who embraced this idea when mentioned, when I mentioned it, and to Zach for setting up the spreadsheet for us. Uh, my, I mean, my idea on that is I think this will be a nice resource for, and we have a, a little bit of a far-off goal on Patreon, the $1,000 goal, which is that Dave and I will do like deep dives on stuff that we glossed over that we think is interesting to go back into. So, you know, an era of... I think like Roger Stern's Doctor Strange, maybe digging deep on Shang Chi and Masters of Kung Fu stuff like that. So I think that's tough. I mean, that'll be valuable for that, <laughs> personally. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I think that's a great call. I think as we if we look to that goal, mm-hmm. we might use it. I think actually integrating into the list, unless there was, um, unless there was something that kind of. So one of the things that like gets. Um, muffled with continuity wise right now is because I'm chopping up the original lists mm-hmm. uh, to put into podcast episode structure I'm paying less attention to continuity of what story comes first and I'm paying more attention to how many comics can we feasibly talk about per episode you know to, yeah. to keep our sanity and also just have like a decent episode structure mm-hmm. so if those things are getting called out occasionally um, then then that would be something I would consider fixing like making sure people have a reading list that is structured the way I wanted it, as opposed to the podcast list, because they're kind of two different things, mm-hmm. even though you're getting 
one of them. Um, and then as far as integrating onto CBH, I mean, like if I, so somebody, I don't remember who, but again, like, so this is all coming from the club in the Slack. If you're curious about this Slack, um, we make it available to, to supporters on patreon.com slash this year. If you're like, well, I don't want to have to pay to play. Cool. That's awesome. You can totally listen along for free. And we want this community to be very encouraging of, of everyone who just wants to check out the content. So I just want to be clear about that. Um, but as far as integrating on CBH, if I, somebody mentioned like secret wars two, um, continuity like being kind of like how does it work with new mutants tie-ins within the core event and how does it differ from your reading list and i realized like marvel's added a lot of the tie-ins since i put together my initial order it's Mm -hmm. not up to date and it's not inclusive of everything and i so don't want to read it again (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that's uh if someone else is doing that work in the in a list like this i will 100 percent consider reaching out to you and say hey can i use this do you want credit do you what do you want what can I give you? Oh, uh, sure. That was I, an awkward pause and an ominous, you know, I, an ominous I, sound. I can explain, explain that pause. I was watching the Twitch stream, which has like a five second delay. So I saw you still moving your mouth, but you had stopped talking. And I was like, oh, okay. it just took my brain a second to catch up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Peter, Peter has one other question here. Uh, two, I had a second question, but I forgot. Make up something and answer it for me. I'm sure it'll be great and exactly what I wanted to know. So uh, right, this sounds like it's one for you, Zach. Yeah, someone actually. I'll, I'll pull something from the Twitch stream. If you did an MMY character Secret Wars, who would end up with the most big Doom energy, or BDE as we call it around here? That's from Dan. I do like the the proliferation of big Doom energy mm-hmm. as a catchphrase. Uh, who in our My Marvelous Year? I mean that shared universe. Charlotte already called a, it out. It's it's pretty obvious. It's the Taylor. She is our. She's yeah. definitely our big bad. Yeah. Um. She's definitely the villain who runs through everything you've been integrating her i she feels a little more mastermind behind the scenes mm. than doom often is i mean she you know? run, she no no she's like um he's a little, yeah. she's a little early thanos without the cosmic elements. no she's like very public facing she runs this enormous worldwide corporation and she's like a household but name. we haven't but i feel like we haven't oh that's true yeah that's we haven't fair. seen all that right part great much, call but, yeah. great call it's the yeah. taylor yeah um and uh Let's see who who would be Galactus saying just screw this I'm eating the planet. Uh, to me that is KOS. Ooh yes, that is yep. definitely KOS. Yep. Justin Wallenhaupt. out there in space, yep. unpredictable, and uh, we you know we don't know the particular alignments, but I can assure you they are uh, not too worried about mere mortal humans. Mm-hmm. Yep, good answer. Um, okay, so Peter here we don't have any other questions, Peter. Uh, made me think of this topic I thought we could talk about. Do we have Which, a poll this month? We don't. Mm-mm, we didn't put one up. Well, so let's let's talk then about, I think, by when this episode comes out, um, we have we are currently ahead of our goal to do another bad comic special, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So if that stays true heading into June 2020, we will do another bad comic special released on the Patreon, and the comic that you all voted on was Tarot, Witch of the Black Rose. Now, it has Uh come to my attention that uh, the Dean of Destruction, as I like to call him, Mm -hmm. has been propagating some vicious lies Hmm. about me. Uh, And and on occasion, uh, putting words in my my computer mouth, which is what I call uh, anything (laughs) I've written in chat. If I write something in a computer chat, I call it my, that's from my computer mouth. Mm-hmm. So okay. yeah, clearly. <laughs> Zach has been saying that I said I would read all of Tarot, Witch of the Black Rose. Yeah. I want to be yeah, clear. Right. I want to be on the record. Yes. This is something I want to do. It's not, and by want to do, I mean, I'm curious to read the first issue. It's mm-hmm. not something I've ever said I would do in any recorded field with computer mouth or real mouth. I've never uttered those words what i intended that selection to be specifically and cover your ears if you're sensitive or you're listening with children was the haunted vagina issue oh we got to read a couple we got to read a couple but you know what all right i'm I'm gonna let you off the hook let you out of your promises let you off your commitments and your sacred vows i'll you know i'll let it slide this time that you lied to all of us but uh i'm gonna read a lot more than one issue i already read five and how much have you read only five. like the five issue that I read at first, but I like I meant to read one, and then I was like, "Oh wow, I gotta keep reading with this," and it goes down real easy. So I'm gonna read a bunch more, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll pick a smattering of issues. I mean, we're calling this the the bad comic, mm-hmm. you know, thing. But I I think one, it sounds like you're like 
kind of enjoying it's it. It's the biggest fan. Yeah. Like you're definitely having fun with it, right? It's it's a lot of fun. And it's like yeah. half in a B movie, really cheesy kind of way, half in a it's wild and bewildering. I I don't know. Like it part of it me like part of me I can't quite figure out how much they know it's ridiculous, but they clearly have to know. I don't know. It yeah. uh it's got a little bit of spawn energy to it, where it's just so big and oversized that the spectacle of it is a lot of fun. But mix that Wanna hear with a secret? Like, huh? Wanna hear a secret? Hmm. I have never consumed okay. one ounce of spawn media. Ooh. Oh, interesting. I've only read like I don't know, ten, twelve issues, plus the Alan Moore issues. I've read the Alan Moore ones. Yeah. But uh which is like two, I think. Um yeah, I've always been kind of interested in spawn long form, but uh, anyway, so yeah, we'll we'll be reading a couple of those. But Dave, you know, you can you can back off of your uh, your promise. It's fine. I don't know. I might read this one issue and think I got I got to know more. Yeah, I mean it, I it's gotta read more. it's pretty fun. The arts the arts decent. You know. Um, yeah. So that's that's a coming in uh, June yeah. as a special. So thanks to those of you who are supporting us and making that possible. Yes, um, yes, yes. And again, final announcement here: if you like my Marvel this year. Please go on over to patreon.com slash year for ways to support. We are entirely listener-supported. Uh, or the next best thing, go to iTunes and rate and review the podcast if you like it and the Reading Club and Comic Book Herald in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be super appreciated and helps yeah. us find new listeners. It definitely does. Yeah, we've been having some great like growth of the club and the uh, the Patreon, and it's super appreciated. Yeah, it really feels, uh, I don't know, it feels nice. It just feels like you know we're getting uh, good feedback in a really concrete way. Um, all right, so Peter's thing. Well, let me. Uh, I have a question here popping up from Charlotte. We've just read the first Percy Jackson book in the Slack book club, and we're currently reading Simon Since Thor from Marvelous Year. What are your favorite gods from old mythologies and the modern world stories? Are there some stories of this type that you'd like to see in comics form or not? I like this question. Yeah. Um, I mean, Thor and Asgard is is kind of the superhero template mm-hmm. of all this. That that. Yeah. Is that I'm familiar with that I enjoy because we've talked about this in the Avengers reading. Like, I kind of never enjoy the Olympus version of this. Um, it really rarely works for me. I think even when I'm enjoying a Hercules comic, like the 2008 run written by Fred Van Lente and Greg Pak, like I don't really care about the Olympus side of things. At least in um, Marvel, yeah, Marvel never made. Olympus. You like the Wonder Woman, don't yeah, you? D- yeah, the, Wonder Woman. The, the Olympus, their there. version yeah. of it is like excellent to me. I love all that stuff in DC. And you I know, and I was pretty captivated. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. You're going to do your Perez thing. Yeah, Perez. He's good. It's good. It's good <laughs> that's, one. But I'm, shh, that's Zach's Perez thing, everybody. <laughs> I, I've, <laughs> I've talked about week. this a million times. I don't need to do it again. Yeah. Um, uh, the new 52 Wonder Woman uh, mm-hmm. with Cliff Chang yes. designs yes. of the Olympus gods. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love those. Very cool. Makes, that makes that series so so cool to me. One of my new 52 faves. Yes. Um, other, other mythologies kind of woven into comic stories you know i actually i'm rereading all-star superman for a thing mm-hmm. and um the third issue of that just drops in samson and oh uh, who's the other guy um atlas and that's really fun too from the so bible I, I, <laughs> yeah samson from the bible but yeah. he's like this version it must be morrison pulling from silver age superman stories like that's just my assumption that i haven't read mm-hmm. um but uh, Samson's like time traveling, <laughs> just like a total. Yeah, just like in the Bible. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you if you threw that in, if you threw in Morrison's vision of the Bible, <laughs> like <laughs> I'd be super into reading that. Okay. Um, but anyway, those are those are really fun integrations. Um, I don't know any other comic come to mind. Uh, comic choices or answers to this. I mean, the the thing. For I me mean, right Sandman now is, plays with it plenty. I'm oh sure. yeah, Sandman. Okay. And that's oh. going to get more varied. That's my answer. You know? Yeah, Sandman. <laughs> Sandman weaves that in in a way that's really cool. That like it's not just Greek mythology. You know, it's biblical stuff. It's um, John Milton. Is that his name? Milton. Like Paradise Lost. Um, yeah. View of heaven and hell um, mixed in with like Chinese mythologies, mixed in with kind of the jack kirby ideas of these cosmic entities like all that's woven together really seamlessly in sandman yeah um yeah i mean my answer would be madeline miller's books cersei and song of achilles are two books i read in the last year that are two of my like favorite books now um i absolutely adored those books and they're vaguely retellings of the odyssey and the iliad they're kind of like retellings of little side stories of parts of those um and uh they have are you both excellent have you tried or or read ODC ODY hyphen C by Matt Fraction and Christian Ward. I have not heard of it, so no. 
a com- it's a comic they did together. Um, I'd be curious if you'd like it. I could not get into it, but I really love both those creators. Um, hmm. So I'd be curious if you're more into that framework. Good question, though. I'm sure yeah, there are lots of you. other good answers that just aren't coming to me top of mind. Um, okay. Oh, what oh, you like? Um, what's that other series by Kieran Gillian? The Wick- Wicked and Divine, isn't that? Uh, Wicked. And- oh, that's a that's a really I interesting read, choice. I've only read a few yeah. of that. I don't remember it, but um, I've yeah, I'm not it. like. Uh, it's not like my favorite comic ever, you know, in terms of love. I really respect the heck out of it. I love Jamie McKelvey's art. Um, Karen Gillan does some really interesting things with mythology there. If you mm-hmm. haven't read Wick Div, uh, that's a it's a really fascinating comic and Wick, definitely Wick worth, Div, huh? worth your time. That's what the cool kids call it. Mm-hmm. Okay, like to get those abbreviations going down here on the plowshare. It's another bit of slang. <laughs> um, so Peter's question had me thinking about. Um, you know, he's reading all the defenders. He's reading like part of that spreadsheet they're making is kind of these like completionist view of runs, right? Um, I kind of wanted to talk in brief about the idea of like reading these things to completion, right? Trying to read these big swaths of comics. Um, and you and you like to do everything to completion, right? Like that's kind of your that's kind of your thing. <laughs> you said that it's a like simple yes or no question. Yeah, you can't look me in the eyes when you say that. <laughs> Just like you're like looking up and stroking your beard, um, <laughs> which is funny because I can't even see you in real time. Currently. Oh, that's true. Your Skype is completely blacked out. Yeah. Um. So no, I uh, I specifically have shed my impulse to like be a completionist comic book reader in the past. Shed year. good comic by yeah. Zeb Wells, Amazing I, Spider-Man run. Oh my god. I uh, I think that largely it started around the time that I started doing this, the podcast. Um. But this is just like right around there is really driven in home for me the idea that like i guess what i'm speaking to specifically jean duto one of our club members talks about this all the time where he's just like oh hey i'm gonna check out the uh the immortal hulk from 2018 sure right and uh all right all right well i read this and it mentions something about captain america that's clearly from uh you know like civil war all right well secret empire probably whatever yeah yes and uh all right, well, I guess I'm going to go back to read that. Oh, all right, well, there's a bunch of Black Widow continuity in here. All right, and then, like, all of a sudden he finds yeah. himself, like, knee-deep in X-Men continuity in the 90s because he wants, like, all the context for this. Yeah. Um, I think that's a really common occurrence. I think that is <laughs> a large part of why the club exists, the large part of why people find my of Seer and follow through on it. Uh, I guess I just wanted to talk about that impulse and um, whether or not it is... Uh, a good idea what you think about it um so i i think i mean where i'm at currently i right (laughs) right i do right that's that's a big part of comic book herald existing it's a big part of kind of my enthusiasm for the for the genre not Mm -hmm. for the medium but for the genre of superhero comics is just like the never-ending story nature of it is actually that's a feature not a bug yeah there's probably a line i've used exactly you know precisely before yeah um i think the idea of i'm going to read immortal hulk but before i do that i have to read all these other things mm-hmm. that is a barrier to enjoyment i think mm-hmm. for a lot of new readers but also like that would be a barrier for me i think because i've read most of those old things that's actually a fun dig to me now like it's an archaeological dig so like mm-hmm. i'm doing a lot of that in the current state x-men which which would be like oh hickman just mentioned um, an alien race that I've never heard of before in the Marvel Universe. So then I Google them. I want to see where were they mentioned, and then I want to go read those old comics. Not because I have to to read that comic book, but because I'm curious and because it's fun to me. Um, so I think if it's if it feels like a requirement for you to understand or enjoy the book that you set out to read in the first place, that that is where it becomes probably... I, I don't know. To me, that sounds tedious and kind of not enjoyable yeah because i think a lot of those deep dives are like all right well i gotta go read a bunch of 70s avengers before i can read this because you know the kree scrawl war you know whatever plays into this you go back to read that and you just get bogged down in that and the whole your whole campaign to read modern day comics falls apart because you you know can't find the motivation to go slog through decades of meh you know stuff that maybe is not what's actually lighting your fire i think there's two parts to this too there's the part on the reader like how much it matters to you that you have all this context and you need to see have read everything beforehand but i think there's also something about the stories 
being accessible or maybe not accessible. I mean, accessible is one part of it, but also that they stand up on their own outside of knowing this deep lore about everything, right? So, like, clearly, yeah, you know, I can't jump into issue 32 of Preacher, right? That's a comic that clearly has the A to B continuity and just runs in one straight line, right? You're talking about the standalone Western issue? Because you could easily read that well, by itself. Well, whatever. I don't know. I just pulled that out of thin air. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and there are certainly, like, Spider-Man issues you could pluck out. But, you know, when you're starting a new creator's run, and it's so deeply entrenched in the continuity that it is just mystifying, and you cannot bash your head through it unless you know all these people and all these references, I often kind of think that's a failure. At least to me. You know, maybe that's just, like, so not what I read comics for. Yeah. Because I think, like, if your story cannot stand on its own, if you can't... I mean, not not that everything needs to be explained and every character needs to be reintroduced as if it's for a brand new, fresh set of eyes, but if you cannot read through it and get the general idea of this, the story, the characters, who they are, what space they're occupying, I kind of think that you are using your continuity as a crutch. Um, I, I That being said, not like comics where, you know, this is part five of a six-part series or a six-part arc, right? I'm not, I'm not saying that. Right. But, you know, like if I jumped into... Hickman's X-Men, actually. I think Powers of X and House of X is a really good example because that is... I mean, you have built a, your old little cottage industry out of dissecting that... It's a heck of a cottage. Painfully. Painfully dissecting... <laughs> painstakingly, rather. Um, <laughs> dissecting that. Uh, but, like, Thanks. I've read House of X and Powers of X without reading a single X-Men comic post-1984. Right? I've never read a yeah. single I've never read Jubilee, Gambit, or Apocalypse in a comic book in my life, or cable. Right. I don't know who these people are. Except for just like cultural osmosis. Um uh-huh. but uh House of X and Powers of X still really stands on its own as a sci fi story. You know, you can really mm-hmm. like pull out and I I kinda think, um, at least to me, it's kind of a failure because then it becomes about nothing. It's a comic that's just about itself. <laughs> You know what I mean? And it's not a comic that's about what's happening on the page. It's a comic just about, like, filling out the Wikipedia page, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think I think DC falls into this trap yes. over and over again, Morrison, actually. With, Morrison and Jeff Jones. Well, more, well <laughs> hold your horses. Hold your horses. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I was ready. I was ready with the, uh, the... I had specific targets in mind, but I let you lead me to them. <laughs> two, they're two very different targets, but I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Their, their entire crisis structure... Yes. Is yes. more often than not a an editorial response, like you were just saying. Like critically, it would be this is an editorial response to cleaning up the wiki. It's too messy and it's too hard to understand. So how do we crisis this back together, right? And they're about to do it again. They're going to do it this summer with Death Metal, which I'm super excited about. It's not always a bad thing. There can be great, great fun and good fun superhero comics within that. Um, but I do frequently think of them. It's not like Marvel's not guilty of this uh, in their own way, but but DC Crisis has really stand out to me. I do think, to your point, which I thought was, was well said and I do agree with, at the end of the day, you don't have to have read everything. And it's the hardest thing for a lot of comics readers to get over because so many want to read everything. And if you're enjoying it, do as much as you can, right? Like, that's, you know, be oh, do yeah, you. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. But... If you're if you're just thinking, I just want to check out this House of X series. You, ha- if you're gonna do that, I would say you don't have to have read everything. But if that's the case, you do have to then be willing to roll with some punches. Yeah, because yeah, sure. I definitely hear from readers, you know, semi regularly, like, "Hey, I checked out this X Men event, and it's referencing all this stuff, and there's so much continuity. It doesn't seem like a good starting place." And it's like, well, you have to roll with. I don't know who Monet is. You have to roll with, hey, I've never read a Cable comic. Let their deal come to you through the story. And if the story's not giving it to you, then, yeah, that kind of is an open You know, it's an interesting example of that is, um, what's that one that you... Whoa! Fabio joined the chat. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My hair being pulled back (laughs) made me look bald on the stream, so I pulled pulled it out. (laughs) You guys got to see Zach's hair. It's incredible. Um... I think an interesting example of that is what it, what is that? It's one of the Dawn of X series that you're that you were really down on that I thought was okay. Um, the one All with Angels. Yes. Yeah. Right. Is that the one with the uh, with? Um, yes. Yeah, it's the worst comic of last year. And what, you what's her it. name? What's the main character's name? Not X twenty three. It was the other the. Quanon. Huh. Quanon. Oh no, my god. Um, the woman who there's yes, like two that's parts. That's who's in her. the comic. There's Psylocke. 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 Yes. Um. 
Gosh, don't question me. Yeah, yeah. Ever. Well, I wasn't questioning. I don't know what quite what that name was you said. But yeah. like I like that comic. One of the big complaints I saw about it was that it was regressive as far as like her story goes. Alright, so there's something to <clears throat> that. Um well, now that I think about it, that would annoy me too if I had all this history and it just kind of threw it away. I guess you know what the thing is. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just I just good, made good a point example. and then un- backed off of it. I love it when you argue with yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I just realized I don't actually agree with that point. The yeah. the thing about the continuity is like I love all those little details. I love the way that like those details can feed into a comic, make it feel richer. I like those yes. throwbacks. It's just when it relies on it so strongly that it falls apart without it. Right. Oh, you know what's a perfect example of this? And we're going to see this over and over, and we've already seen it a bunch, where the final page of a comic is, <laughs> look who's here. It's this villain or this hero that you already know and love. And like mm-hmm. that's the big moment at the end. Hey, hey it's them. Mm-hmm. You love them. And yeah. and it doesn't mean any, it's not meaningful for the story. I just read um, one of the Miles Morales Spider-Man, the current series. One of the first issues just ends, and it's just like, final page. Captain America's here. And it's like, it has nothing to do with the story. That doesn't lead into... It doesn't mean anything except, hey, you love Captain America. He's here. You know? And I okay. think that kind of impulse... I mean, I don't hate that. Whatever. It's so fine. I, I think I understand the, the broader point, which is like a reference for... Getting points for the reference sake. Getting points for just like nostalgia, essentially, um, is, is a trap, I think, a lot of times. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, like... I continuity can add significantly the history of this can add significantly to stories mm-hmm. like yeah. x-men is better right now in 2020 the hickman stuff and th- this whole new era it is better because of the continuity that came before and it is better because it's playing with that stuff and it's building something new mm-hmm. i mean i yeah. i have no doubt about that like as far as my own enjoyment goes morrison and liam sharp's ongoing green lantern the green lantern is probably like the greatest test of this in superhero comics right now because it is so insanely dense in obscure continuity that like it is so much better when you know that stuff and it's fun as far as an archaeological dig and and exploring like what are they hiding in here but it also it doesn't it, it not only doesn't hold your hand it basically like kicks you in the teeth and expects you to to enjoy it as far as like it, hey here's the continuity we're gonna smash you with this and you better get it or just come along for the ride. Um, and, and mileage will super vary on that. And it's not, it's, it's really just not built for everyone because not everyone has the patience for that, which I get. It, it's like, yeah, it's like reading a, t- a text, you know, that requires like an annotated guide um, or like a college level course. Yeah. I think really I just bristle it. at the word requires, <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, sure. Something outside of like, if it's not contained within this book, you know, that you can't just, and again, not even just like a level of intelligence, but just like the level of the creator's attempt to to bring you up to speed mm-hmm. or yeah. to to deliver what, all of what you need is here, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think of like Ulysses or like Gravity's Rainbow, like these books that are so dense and, and well-regarded, I guess, in literature, but also like n- nobody reading Ulysses can just be like, oh yeah, everything I need's here. <laughs> this is, I get it. You know, like that would, that would blow my mind. Like that would take a savant. So sure. that's, um, yeah. yeah. So but, what I'm saying is, uh, comics are like James Joyce. Yeah. No, and they're all good. All. I, I think the other, I mean, the other side to it, there's a certain level of buy-in, right? And I think there's a certain time where you just have to say, I'm not going to get every reference. I'm not going to get everything, but I have to jump in somewhere, right? Like you just need to start And the, actually the Mind of here club is for that. But at the same time, I see a lot of people stalling out in the sixties and seventies who would probably not be stalling out in the 2000s you know and they right are right wary to even jump to 1984 where we are now because they kind of want to like keep getting all that context even though the 70s are becoming a drag for them so and the reality is unless you start at the start mm-hmm. fantastic four number one you're always behind you're always a little behind something and you have to accept that or you'll never get to the stuff you actually want to read yes yes very true all right um good talk Good talk, Dave. See you later. Good talk. <laughs> Peace out. Okay. Uh, do you want to you want to jump into heroes and villains? Yeah. Any announcements or anything that we need to make before we do that? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. Okay. Um, I'd like to. I, I do have a quick advertisement here. Um, just let me. Let's just uh, do a quick reading. Mm-hmm. Hello, dear reader. My marvelous year. The podcast is brought to you by ComicBookHerald.com. H e r a l d. 
check them out for reading orders and lots of fun analysis. Thanks, guys. Back to the show. Okay. <laughs> uh, check out Comic Book Herald, uh, Dave's podcast, for um, an interview with, oh, God, I, I'm just trying to remember his name, the Ice Cream Man writer. Yeah, I, I'm interviewing the local ice cream man, and uh, he <laughs> rides up and down the hill in our neighborhood. Uh, it, I would have thought it was not deemed an essential business in in the great state of Illinois, um, but I appear to have been wrong. So we're going to interview him from uh, from a distance. Don't you worry. He's going to be in the truck. I'm going to be in my truck uh, with the window rolled down just a little bit, and I'm looking forward to that. Uh, if you do want to check that out, the podcast is called Best Comics Ever. I, I'm trying to change this i think like mentally just to comic book herald because i whatever i named it badly these things happen um what about but, uh, the it'll SEO, be an interview Dave, the seo <laughs> the seo is great it's true um, if you do type in best comics ever you get your, your show. yeah yeah because yeah i mean right yeah, i'm a genius yeah. but um I, i'll be interviewing w maxwell a prince the writer of Ice Cream Man, and I'm super excited about it. That's happening this week. You're bringing like the same nervous energy. The uh... oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Did yeah. you already have the interview, or are you about to do it? No, it's uh, I haven't done it yet. But uh, oh, I'm rereading the series, and I've mm. got questions already. And uh, I'm trying a new thing. I'm trying a new series. I'm thinking about calling it Cree Annotators, um, like creators and annotators together. And we're gonna go through some of my favorite comic book series with comic book creators that I really respect. And have them tell me what they were thinking. And, you know, I'm going to ask questions about decisions they made in the books. And uh, we'll see how it goes. See if it's fun. Cool. I've gotten more. I, so someone just chatted Cree annotators, like K-R-E. That's what I thought you were doing. And yeah. that joke has popped into my head 800 times. Um, I think at one one uh, want, one creator I want to get is the writer Robbie Williams, who wrote Meet the Skrulls. So if yeah, I yeah. do that, I'll have to do a Cree annotators edition. Um, otherwise, it's kind of tricky. Maybe like Al Ewing or somebody is, gets deep in the Cree, but there aren't too many Cree solo series. But anywho, that's what's going on on my end. Thanks, everybody. Uh, <clears throat> if you, if you talk Zach, to what's any... up with you? What are you working on? Uh, my DC year, plugging away at that. Yeah. It's fun. Like, yeah. I'm having a blast reading all these um, Silver Age DC comics, getting into big arguments with people about the, uh, the DC Golden Age and the Slack. People who... <laughs> <laughs> who haven't even read it, who are just, like, so angry at me for uh, for some of my claims about it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting. I uh, I, I mean, I, I've always been kind of a, a Marvel fan. I've always thought I've been, like, slightly more of a Marvel fan, even though I love DC. But, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying these more than I thought. Anyway. You know, I realize let's... every time there's a question about, like, who's the best villain or, like, who's the best hero? Because in my head, I'm always like, oh, I'm, like, pretty equal, like, Marvel and DC. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, like, 98% Marvel. <laughs> like hmm. it's not like I like DC and I like a lot of DC comics, but at the end of the day, in my blood, it's Marvel. I I like, could not just... tell you what would make me say that. Why I would say Marvel over DC, if yeah. I had, if I had to pick, like gun to my head, if I had to pick. But like, yeah, I feel that too. But I really could not explain why. <laughs> you know, I mean, for me, it's it's a good forty percent Marvel Unlimited related. I mean, they had a decade edge on ease of reading their stories. Oh, sure. I mean, yes. Yeah, that, that made a big difference for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, DC Unlimited, their app is pretty good, but it still has some stuff they just, like, they have to iron out. It cannot take me 90 seconds to scroll to a comic. Like, it's just wild that they make me do that. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a fantastic interface, although uh, it does seem to be... Cataloging a gazillion comics apparently presents some user experience challenges. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> who yeah. could have seen that? Because nobody has uh, nobody has the perfect answer. Clearly. All right, you want to move into heroes and villains? I sure do. All right, I got uh, I got a new one here. Um, okay. Let me see. This was from. And are we get, are we going to explain what this is to somebody oh, who yeah, might yeah. be their first yeah. episode? Maybe they don't have the continuity. Or God, the, this know, is someone's first episode, and they made it this far. Bravo! Sometimes people jump. Zach, you're never ready for a new listener. Somebody. Every episode is somebody's first episode, in the great words of Stanley. That's true. Um, this is the My Marvelous Year, the heroes and universe of heroes and villains, which uh, our Patreon backers at ten dollars and above back us, and we create heroes and villains for them. I've never explained this before. What are you talking about? <laughs> Just really, we've never explained this. Um, and uh, and, you're, we, and it shows. They it commission shows. heroes and villains, and we create them. And we flesh out this fun little world. Um, so I've got a new hero here. This is... You sold it. Good job. Commissioned by Rick Radsville. And this Thanks, Rick. Uh, is Julie. Um, this is 
yeah, this is for Julie. Uh, this is a new hero. She is a very detail-oriented person, very observant, right? And um, she kind of, I, I don't know, like almost to a, a neurotic fault has just been like, maybe not neurotic, but distracted almost by like absorbing every everything around her. You know that. Uh, can, I, someone... can I tell you something? Hmm. Can I tell you something before you yeah, before yeah. you continue? Um, when I was in high school, we had to like come up with quotes that we thought were like pithy. You know, mm-hmm. like hey, like what's your good clever quote? It's like senior year English, um, and I think and mine was something to the effect of, "I'm not narcotic, but this much paranoia could be deemed obscene." And my teacher was like. I think you meant neurotic. <laughs> That's incredible. And I did. Uh, my my senior quote was from Jackass the movie. <laughs> it was uh, oh. that makes me want to party right now. From uh, Chris Chris Pontif, something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Embarrassing. Actually, you know what? I'll uh, I'll stand up for that segment and that movie. Both, both. Uh, you were such a party animal in high school. Yeah, that. I mean, that's the irony. I was not. Um. All right. So, yes, Julie uh, prob- absorbs all information around her, maybe to a distracting degree where she kind of seems distracted all the time, but it's just because she's got this, like, kind of hyper-awareness of everything that's that's happening around her. Um, you know, maybe if she had grown up more recently, they would have thought this was, like, ADHD, something like that. Um, but really, it is this kind of, like, you know, ability to really see everything that's happening around her. Um she soon realizes she well she's at the circus right she's at uh, your kind of local small town circus carnival not circus carnival and she's walking around by herself she's uh, she's eating a candy apple and who attacks the circus circus carnival who attacks the carnival but the terrible Toffiend. and he's summoning Ooh. a cotton candy demon he's like cotton candy is swirling in this cyclone and this demonic figure is appearing from the from inside of it Terrible Toffiend is cackling with his, uh, you know, one butter arm and his one sugar arm. What is it? <laughs> butter and sugar? It's his like one butter arm. Caramel and what is it? What are his arms made of? Whatever makes toffee, apparently. Yep. I, toffee and sugar. Er, yeah, toffee and sugar. <laughs> so he's got one toffee arm and then he just Wait, adds do you more think sugar to it. Toffee is sugar. I make toffee out of putting sugar on toffee. Okay. Um, do you understand? Yes, yes. Um, I think butter and sugar is right. Charlotte confirms. Yeah. My favorite listener. Mm. We're good. Uh, so, Terrible Toffiend is attacking, and Julie's senses kick into overdrive, and she realizes, she uh, she, she kind of looks over at um, at this, uh, what is it, like a, like a carnival game with the milk bottles, right? You got to throw the baseball and knock the milk bottles over. Everyone's One of my favorite games. Yeah, everyone's yeah. screaming, running around, and she's just staying there. She picks up a baseball. That's how I play, too. She hucks it at the milk bottles just so... Clearly not a good throw to knock down these milk bottles. One of them goes flying out of the booth, starts rolling through the crowd, rolls perfectly, weaves between people's feet, just barely missing people. One person kicks it. It goes spinning another 10, 15 feet. Some idiot, some idiot, absolute buffoon walking by on stilts. Some, like, just total jackass (laughs) on stilts. Walks by, steps on the milk bottle with his just, like, moronic stilts. Just the stupidest things you've ever seen. Steps on it. He tumbles. You know, as all people on stilts sound like. He uh, he yeah. falls over uh-huh. into, there's the, like a viper display, like a snake enclosure, all these different uh, snakes from all over the world. This Cra- is a hell of a carnival. Yeah, crashes into it. The snakes don't escape, but the mice that they use to feed the snakes escape. Mice go scattering everywhere. Runs up to the elephant walking by. Oh, no. The elephant rears up. You know, terrified of this mouse, just like in a cartoon, falls backwards on the dunk tank that is there, knocks the dunk tank over, and all of a sudden, the cotton candy demon is splashed with water. You know what happens when you dunk cotton candy in water? <laughs> Shrivels right up into a little hard candy ball. Terrible Toffee's plans foiled. He's covered in this hard, sticky sugar mess. Uh huh. And Julie realizes she has this ability. Now, now you haven't mentioned it, but the the song that was playing at the carnival mm-hmm. while all this was going on was Def Leppard's Pour Some Sugar on Me. <laughs> Just to add a little, oh, little song background for you. I hate that. I hate that song so much. Um, she realizes that fantastic. she has the ability to kind of foresee chains of events, specifically. Mm-hmm. 
right? She can kind of see that she knew exactly that's how this would play out. Milk bottle's going to go over here. That guy's going to kick it. That idiot over there is going to trip over it. It's going to set off the mice, scare the elephant, knock water onto this thing. She saw all that in like in an instant could react and do it. She doesn't have super fast oh. reflexes. She's not super fast or super strong, but she is the ability to kind of see this Rube Goldberg-esque chain of events. Maybe if you call it the butterfly effect. She decides to use this power for good as a hero to stop crimes and calls herself Madam Butterfly. That's cool. Mm -hmm. I like it a lot. And good carnival example of developing powers. Now, this one felt almost like a mutant ability. Mm. Like, where's that coming from, right? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? I don't think we've really talked about, like, mutants or inhumans. I think most of our power sets have been... Science accidents. um, Science-based. No, like, very thoroughly researched and science-based, I would Mm -hmm. say. Like, I've used my my acumen, and you've used some of my acumen as well. Um, okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. let's, <laughs> let's move. Are you done? Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, that's it. yeah, okay, that was good. All right, so our next uh, hero. No. Well, do we know? I, I get to pick, right? Hero yes. or villain? Yes, yes, yes. Yep. So our next, I'll say hero, because I'm, I'm going to, it was going to be a villain, but we're going to make you a hero. Okay. Is for Dan. <laughs> This is for no Dan Molden. No expectations yet, so whatever you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's for Dan Molden, so thanks for your support. I believe this one, are, are we saying yeah, yeah, the this, source? This was, yep, this is another Justin Wollenhaupt commissioned uh, character. For uh, He's, you know, kindly buying characters for some of our Slack members. Um, and just, uh, you know, as always, if, uh, if you decide you want to buy a character for yourself later in the future and you want, you know, you had your own vision of what it wanted to be, no hard feelings if you want to change it. And after what we hear what Dave's got to say, I'm sure you will. (laughs) And thank you, Justin, for your (laughs) continued support. Yeah, thank you, Justin. Uh, So, all right, this is for Dan. You wake up in your bed, which is not your bed. It is a worn, dusty, ancient thing. You look down at your hands, which are not your hands, chiseled, weathered, ruined by nostalgia and time. You look around, a dusty room. You've never seen it before, yet it's very familiar. Zach, can you hear me? Yeah, why? What do you mean? Yeah, oh. Yes, I can hear you. Uh, we're crashing. And that is why they call him... <laughs> no? Did nobody get that? That's why they call him Dan Moldy. The mo- <laughs> Hey, no predicting my names. You keep doing that, and then you take my name. Okay. I have a name, and you predict something else. All right, All yeah, right. so we, we broke up there for a sec. Let's uh, let's start over your, your character. Okay, let's try this again. This is for Dan. You wake up in your bed, which is not your bed. It is a worn, dusty, ancient thing. You look around this room, which is not your room, yet it is somehow familiar. You look down at your hands, chiseled, weathered by time and ancient nostalgia. You are you, and yet you're not. Something has changed. You look for a reflective surface, but there is none to be found. Your room is wooden, decrepit, falling apart. Dust, grass, plants, everywhere. You step outside. It is sunny. Sunnier than you've ever seen it. There's grass everywhere, as far as the eye can see. Trees have grown higher than you ever could have imagined. You begin to walk. Your feet, they ache. Plantar fasciitis acts up. It aches too. (laughs) You find your way to a tiny village, a cottage. You walk inside. There's an industry inside this cottage. They're manufacturing bottles full of seed to grow the grass, the plants, the flowers. And human children. Mm-hmm. Okay. You ask someone there. They too appear old, older than you would have expected. What is this? What has happened? They say, well, humans are gone. This is the world now. It is green. Everything is grass. Everything is plants. Everything here is good. You startle. What? Where? Where are you? You can't figure it out. You leave the room. You walk back outside. You look around, and there you find your nemesis. You've seen him before. He is pure evil. You hate him. No, you sympathize. You empathize with him, with this pure evil, black-hearted, narrow-eyed man? Beast? Tree? You don't know what to call him. (laughs) Okay. Suddenly, something snaps, as if the world was sucked into a straw, a swirly straw, into a smoothie made of spinach, carrots, milk, a little protein, some chia seeds, Maybe an orange slice. You find your way back to the world. All of a sudden, there's this person in this world, and you're awake. It's present day. You're fine. Nothing's wrong. What was that? What was that vision? 
You say to yourself, this future must come to pass. No, this future must not come to pass. I saw, I remember now, I saw my enemy, the Plucranium, my great nemesis. And I, I remember who I am. I am this world's hero. I am the leader of this world's protectors. I am Dr. General, and I have to save humanity. Mm. There you go. From a man, beast, or tree. <laughs> I like you. Uh, you really time. left it open-ended for me to, to fill in whatever that means later. <laughs> I might get him next time. I don't know. Cool. Doctor General, welcome to the My Marvelous Year Shared Universe. Doctor General is a good name. Uh, I like that. Um, yeah, I think that's uh, that's probably going to do it for us. Okay. This variant cover. But you know what I just thought of for a new Patreon goal we could do huh. is um, you could be you could be entered into a submission for our next podcast artwork based on <laughs> the you. next podcast art. I yeah, mean, yeah. So like my DC year, you could be the cover. That's true. Girl or guy. I actually, I mean, I would. Marty could easily swap out some of these characters. I'm not like that attached to the my marvelous year man reader. So you know, for enough money, I'll uh, we can pay her to swap. I'm it. I'm very attached to him, and it's going to be a relationship that is extremely difficult to get out of. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So very excited about that. Uh, okay, I think that's going to do it. Any uh, any announcements for the club? My ultimate year starting up in a couple weeks on the public feed. Uh, next week is the Dean's List for comics, which uh, was a lot of fun to record that one. That's right. Our next yeah. episode coming up is the Dean's List, all comics picked by Zach yeah. and added to the My Marvelous Year Reading Club, a first of its kind in the history of My Marvelous Year. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Music for the so, show oh, is by Disasterpiece. Someone, someone today popped yes. in Slack and was like, they posted um, like a Ben Grimm one-liner from... Those issues where they go to Wakanda for the first time. So what, like 1966, okay. 67, something like that? Good guess. Um, good guess. Somewhere around there. And he was just like, after Stan Lee leaves Fantastic Four, does the thing keep his sense of humor? He's so funny. <laughs> and I really wanted to be like, oh man, just wait till you get to the Dean's List. Dean's List, baby. Yeah, there's a great uh, great issue on there. And um, and Zach also made us read some other things. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah. Uh, Yes, so thank you all for listening. Um, you can find Dave at Comic Book Herald and YouTube and podcast. I can't. I lost it. I kind of thought I'd be able to do your You were doing show. fine yeah. until you just started saying names of, of mediums. <laughs> you can find Dave on uh, Word and Internet. <laughs> you can find his list via Excel and uh, computer links. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. You can find Zach at My Marvelous Year on social. You can find me uh, not too far from my house because that is the world we're living in now. Thanks everybody for listening. And as always, uh, what do we say here? We say we'll see you next year. See you next year. Uh-huh.